Hello everyone, welcome to the first season of Child of Surviving a Narcissistic Cult. This season we're going to be talking about going no contact. I'm going to be sharing pieces of my story with going no contact, how the whole concept has evolved and changed for me as the years have gone on. I'm also going to be sharing some practical things that I wish that I had known before embarking in this journey of uh, essentially separation from your family unit. Um, I'm also going to be talking about grief because grief is such a huge part of this whole process. As a 16 or 17 year old, I could not wait to get out of my living situation. It was definitely a really big goal for me, but I didn't really understand what was necessary in order to do that and make it a functional reality, being as I didn't have parents that were supporting me or kind of guiding me through what it meant to go out on my own, so I kind of had to figure everything out by myself and through trial and error. Which is always a very hard way to learn, but my god, do you learn, and you learn quickly. It wasn't until I was, I think, 23 that I finally had a decent enough job to be able to afford to move out. But even at the time that I was making that money, I didn't recognize that I could do it. It wasn't until someone else told me that I had so few bills that I could actually afford it that I started looking into it and and really thinking, you know what, this is time, it's time, and I need to do this for myself. Being the child of a narcissist, I was battling against these feelings of shame for doing anything for myself and feeling like I constantly needed to be caring for others and putting everyone else above my own needs, which kind of left me starving and desperate in so many ways in my life. And this was kind of the first step towards independence and realizing that I needed to take care of myself first in order to be able to, at some point, care for another person. It took me about two months to find a perfect little studio that was tiny, but it was all that I needed. And from there, I began the process of cutting financial ties with my father, which was, at the time, pretty difficult, mostly because the financial ties were related to two things, one that I loved dearly and another that was my source of transportation. So my dad had my car under his insurance and the other thing was he had my horse on his farm. Now when it came to my horse, um, my heartstrings were deeply, deeply embedded in that whole, that whole issue, that whole topic. I loved that animal with everything in me. She had been my best friend for years, um, going on a decade, and I came to the point where I could not go out to the farm and visit her because I knew that it meant seeing my dad, and that was a huge sacrifice that I had to consciously make and understand that there was going to be massive loss for me in this whole process, but I knew that it was, in the end, very necessary. Despite knowing how much I dearly loved that animal, my father sold her. 
I remember being at work and I was working a closing shift and my sister drove into the parking lot of the business I was working at and she had me come out and she handed me my horse's halter and I broke down. For the next few weeks I cried all the time in the car driving to work, in the bathroom at work, going to sleep. It was so painful and I wouldn't wish this kind of loss on anyone but I want you to understand that when you are pulling and detaching yourself from a narcissist they will hurt you and they will hurt you in ways that are almost unbearable because they know you they get under your skin and they are willing to do those really really awful things now looking back I can recognize now that I am outside of that pain that that was a necessary thing that had to happen it was awful but it removed that attachment, that string that could have been tugged on to get me to come back home um, and to be present in his life. Now, the second thing that needed to go was my car, essentially. Um, he had never allowed me to own it, and I had made payments on it, and I had done a lot of work on it but it was still under his insurance and I didn't have the title. So by the grace of God, in the worst kind of possible way, I ended up totaling that car and it was time for me to buy my own vehicle and get my own insurance. And that is exactly what I did. I took out a loan I ended up having to have my sister co-sign, but I was going to pay everything myself. I got a car, I got insurance, I moved into my tiny studio, and I had nothing left that was attaching me to my father, nothing that he could use to manipulate or control me, and for the very first time, I was free. Now this is hard to talk about, but I want you guys to know that freedom, after extracting yourself from the entire family, it is so lonely. It is you and no one else. When you have grown up as the child of a narcissist, when you have lived in a cult-like family, you kind of have to separate yourself from everything. And that's what I began to do. But those first few nights in that studio, I felt so isolated. And I was used to the feeling of isolation, but this was even deeper because there was a grief attached to it. And I think somewhere deep in myself, I understood that this was the beginning of the long haul journey of making hard choices and dealing with the grief on my own. Now I've watched a lot of videos of different um, psychologists and therapists talking about narcissism and the importance of going no contact, but I think something that doesn't get talked about enough is the grief that g comes with that. When it's your family, um, people that you've grown up with your entire life, 
yes, it's painful to stay in that abuse. It's miserable. You want out if you have any sense. But you're still losing people that should have been really important in your life. A father, a mother, a sister, a brother. People who should love you and be there for you. And when you don't have that, you're losing not only those people, but everything you hoped for, everything you thought should be. You're essentially saying, I recognize the fact of the matter is that I will never get these things that I want or that I need from these people, and I'm walking away. It's walking out of the illusion of hope and into the cold, hard truth of reality. And if you're not prepared for it, it can really knock the wind out of you. Truth can come like a punch in the stomach. It can leave you in bed for days trying to wrap your mind around something that just doesn't make sense. How in the world can a father treat his daughter or his son with so little care, with arrogance, with hatred, and then blame them for his actions? How can a mother stand by and watch as her child is abused? Families are not supposed to look this way. They're supposed to be nurturing environments for kids to come into the world and to learn how to live, learn how to love, learn how to be loved. The cognitive dissonance can leave you in a tailspin. You have to hold on to reality, even if that reality feels unbearable. There is no easy way to go no contact. There is no easy way to bury the living. There is no easy way to have to pretend that you don't have parents when you actually do and they just won't or can't be loving or caring in any sort of way for you. With that being said, the hard choice is often the necessary one. Going no contact, in my opinion, is so, so important and is the first step to regaining your own personal sanity. Without going no contact and eliminating those crazy-making people, those people that gaslight you, those people that make you feel such deep shame in just being who you are, you can't heal. Now, I know I've heard and I've read in multiple places that you can't heal in the same place that wounded you, and I think that that is extremely true, unless you're really, really powerful in your own psyche. I mean, that would take a whole new level of internal strength. But going no contact is, like I've said, a process of grief a process of acceptance, but in the end, after you have done all of the hard work, there is joy and there is freedom and there is hope. The biggest struggle is holding on for it because it is a long, long process. You have to be ready, you have to dig your heels in, and you have to really, really want it. Now, that's as in-depth as I'm going to get today on this episode, but I will be going into more depth on future episodes. I'll be sharing more pieces of my own personal story 
and more things that I feel are important on the process of going no contact and especially on the grief of it because it is so complex and it's not something that other people really understand or can give advice to. I hope that this has been informative and helpful. And if you have any questions or comments or want to share your story, please reach out. Um, you can find me on Instagram at joe.frost, J-O dot F-R-O-S-T. I would love, love, love to hear from you. So don't hesitate one bit to reach out and spark up a conversation. Have a great week. I will talk to you all soon.